0: Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining me, Dr. Shawanda Faye Watson, for Unpacking Family Secrets God's Way. I thank you again for joining me. I thank you all, everyone who has been sharing the links to the podcast. I thank you, and I tell you, I appreciate you all so much. I thank God for you. I thank God for who he is of uh, the almighty, the one who has a plan and a purpose for each and every one of us. I thank him for our savior, Jesus Christ. I thank him for his Holy Ghost. I thank him for the blood of the lamb and the fire of the Holy Ghost and his angels. I thank him for everything. And I thank you uh, for just being a part of of the move of god that is going forth now he is definitely shining a light on this destructive violation abuse rape molestation and incest uh i don't know if you have noticed that uh, people are coming forth and they are not being ashamed that they're not um hiding behind uh the the glass doors and 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 the the shaded windows and uh, you know, you're able to see uh, the faces of the survivors and they are speaking boldly against this sin, this violation. And I just thank God that uh, we are being prepared to come forth boldly and speak out against it. And before I go any further, I want to take the time to Just open up with a prayer uh, because we want the Lord to take over. You want all of him and none of me. And I want that as well. So Heavenly Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you. We praise your holy name. We thank you, Father. And we're coming boldly before your throne of grace through the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, acknowledging you for who you are, the almighty God. Heavenly Father, I thank you and I praise your holy name and I ask you to increase so that I may decrease. Holy Spirit, take over and I ask you to forgive me for every known and unknown sin uh, because I don't want to be out of order. I have to be in order uh, to serve your people, my brothers and sisters in Christ and be obedient to you. And it's in Jesus' mighty name, I pray, amen. Well, I have had a wonderful uh, day. Uh, It was Thanksgiving uh, and I ate well, I rested well, I enjoyed my family, Uh, did not travel out of uh, the state, but I did uh, enjoy my immediate family. And I pray that you did as well, Uh, just loving on each other. Uh, Being a blessing to each other during these times and um, I want to give you the opportunity to uh, get some paper to write on and uh, something to write with because Uh, sometimes you you may just have one thing to write down and that's because the Lord is that's the only thing that he wants you to focus on but then there are other times when he wants you to focus on uh, more than one uh, thing what more than one uh, idea or suggestion that he's giving you Um, and so I'm gonna pause for just a moment and uh, allow you to get that and then uh, we will get right into it so I was having a conversation um with a, a a young lady and um you know she knows about uh the podcast she's a familiar she's familiar with my uh testimony of being a survivor a survivor of all of those uh terrible things that have happened um and so we were talking and she was sharing with me that uh she had been talking to Uh, a mother of, uh, three, all girls, uh, two teenagers and, uh, one, uh, I think elementary age, uh, daughter. And, uh, the mother was sharing with her that, uh, the stepfather, her husband, uh, um, the girls told, the older girls told her that, uh, he had been sexually abusing them. And so of course, as a mother, um, she wanted to protect mode and put him out, you know uh but now she wants to uh have him to come back to the house and and live with him and so uh the girls have have informed her her of this abuse, and um and now she's contemplating on bringing her husband back into the house now that's a dangerous situation you know um because the girls definitely have to feel as if someone is there to protect them that there's someone um there that's going to be uh you know their their safe place they're the the one who's going to uh keep danger away and uh i understand that um the mother, you know, wants to be with her husband. But she also has to understand that it's her husband who uh, the girls have uh, said have been sexually abusing them. And if she decides, if she decides to bring her husband back in and not report the abuse to authorities, then she... It's basically an agreement with what he has already done to her older babies. And if there's anything else that he does to them, once he's back in the house, she's in agreement. She's told in total agreement with it. And so, you know, um, this is why it's so important for us to get our healing uh, and heal God's way because we have to be prepared uh like I've said before we have got to be prepared to help those people who have found themselves in the situations that we we have come out of that we have survived and uh now that we're we're trying to live our life in a, a more prosperous way a more healed place um in a healed way uh we have to be ready because to Watch your abuser be invited back in. And of course, he's going to do it again. Uh, That's a a terrifying situation. You know, I I remember uh, working with a a woman. And she was saying that uh, her father uh, had abused, I think, the, the two older sisters. And she was just waiting on her turn. And just the thought of him going down the line through his daughters, uh, having sex with them, and the mother knowing, the mother knowing that her husband is violating her daughters. You know, uh, the fear of that child who uh, feels as if, you know, one day he's going to come into my bedroom, you know, and, and violate me and rape me. And no one, uh, you know, will help me. No one will rise up to help me. That's, that's a painful place. That's a painful place. So, um, my focus, uh, today is to allow you to see how children are groomed and why they don't speak out. You know, you, you, you will find that, um. A perpetrator who has gotten away with abuse for years and years and years. And then all of a sudden is, is, is you know, what they have done, both male and female, again, abusers, perpetrators. Uh, what they have done comes to light finally. And the question to the children is, why didn't you tell me? You know, you hear parents uh, say that and authorities asking the children, well, why didn't you tell someone? Um, there's a reason for that. There's a reason for that silence. And that's what we're going to talk about. Um, you know, um, I think it was in the early nineties, uh, late eighties or uh, somewhere in there where they had, uh, you know, they would come on the talk shows and talk about, uh, stranger danger. Well, you know, that was good. Uh, the children were really learning, you know, if a stranger approached them and tried to uh, put them in their vehicles or uh, pretended as if they needed help finding their dog or puppy. Uh, they knew that they should not talk to a stranger and that they should just yell out, uh, you know, to let people know that this is not someone I know that I'm familiar with. That, um, they're not familiar with them. And of course, they needed help. It uh, It worked. Uh, really well in a lot of states, but no one really talks about the no-no zones. Um, And these are the private areas, the the chest areas of the child, the the genital areas of the child, the uh, buttocks of the child. You know, these are no-no zones. But before a person can get to the no-no zones, they get to uh, get acquainted with the child or the children. And, you know, I've seen parents, uh, you know, when they come and uh, they see people that they know or that they don't know, they're forcing the children to give the person a hug, you know, Uh, forcing them to hug people that they don't want to hug. You know, children can tell you uh, if there's something up with a person. They may not be able to verbalize it, But you will know if a child likes or dislikes someone. But, you know, parents are sometimes uh, caught up in being nice and polite and they want their children to be nice and polite. And I understand that. But you also, as parents, have to pay attention to what's not being said. And I don't advise anyone to force their children to hug people, you know, um, because you don't know their motives. They're not going to tell you, well, I'm just, you know, I want, I like your child because I'm I'm planning to molest them. No, they're not going to tell you that, you know, um, uh, but that's a part of the grooming process, you know? So in other ways, they, um, a groom to keep their mouths closed is when you know a person comes to you and say well I want to give your child some money well they don't even know your child they they barely know you but you are telling your child to walk over to that person and take money you see that's a part of the grooming process So if someone decides to come to them, they're already programmed to receive from someone. And this is how they're, you know, uh, gotten into situations where they're able to say, okay, yes, I know I shouldn't be talking to you, but because you're giving me money and I know my parents have already allowed me to take money from strangers Uh, allow me to take money from people that they knew that were friends of theirs, then it's okay, you know? But that all of that is a part of the grooming process. If you think back, how were you groomed? You know, how were you uh, coerced gently, I'll put it that way, uh, if you will, into doing what you knew and felt that was wrong? Okay, what did they say? Hmm? Did they threaten? Was that a part of the grooming process that they threatened you uh, before they abused you? That they were going to hurt your parents or or uh, someone you loved? What was the grooming process for you? Why is it that you did not speak out? the first time it happened, hmm? what was the grooming process for you when you, and I want you to write that down, you know, who abused you? And if it was multiple abusers, how did they groom you? How is it that you missed their motives? Okay. So, uh, to help you out with that, you know, I had multiple abusers, but the main person who abused me was my father. Okay. And he paid attention because I was um, very, uh, you know, I wanted to know how to do a lot of stuff. You know what I mean? I I don't, I wasn't able to verbalize a lot, you know, because I was learning how to talk. Uh, I was learning how to just enjoy being a baby, you know, two, three years old, what have you. But the thing that he would always tell me was that if I did not do what he wanted me to do, uh, my mom, if I told her, she would be mad at me. And my mother, when I was growing up, was the best mom. I just, it was a, a, a feeling of so much peace and so much joy and so much happiness when I was with her. So, you know, uh, just being in her presence made me happy. You know, she didn't fuss at me. Uh, She was very gentle with me. But then when you, uh, when I got around my dad, it was a more, it was more, um, it was a frightening uh, experience with him at times, you know, especially when he was abusing me. Uh, And he came uh, under, he would do it um, and say, well, I'm teaching you about relationships so that when you get older, you'll already know. Well, in my mind, I did not want to know what he was teaching me, okay? But he groomed me to keep my mouth closed because he used the one that I love so much And I did not ever want to disappoint her. So I I went along with it. Even when she asked certain questions, you know, um, I remembered what he said, that she would be mad at me. And I I, I just could not do that, you know, uh, just make her mad at me. You know, being a, a baby that's in Head Start and first grade, I wanted my mom To always love me. So my question to you again is how were you groomed? What kept your mouth closed? What was it? Was it a a, a gesture? You know, uh, did they live in the same house with you? Uh, Did you feel threatened? Write that down. Write that down. Because as you're going through this process and once you get to the end of this process and we've forgiven everybody and we've let this stuff go and given it to the Lord, that will be one of the questions that you will have to ask the person that is needing your help, needing the strength that the Lord has given you. You will be asking them that and they will be writing it down. So the same process that we're going through, you will be blessed to take them through the same process because we have to go through it. We have to go through the healing process because we don't want the enemy to have anything that he can use against us. You see, we don't want to have any unforgiveness toward anyone because we always want to be a blessing. And so I want to just, you know, encourage you because you have a mission. You have a destiny. You have a purpose. And Jeremiah 29, 11, it's just plain and clear of what the Lord has for you. But in Isaiah 61, 1, 3, it tells you, in more detail, what you are to do for the Lord. And Isaiah 61, one through three says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to those who are bound, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God to confront all who mourn and to comfort them, to grant to those who mourn in Zion to give them a beautiful headdress instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning, the garment of praise instead of a faint spirit, that they instead may be called oaks of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. So this is you. This is what you're doing for the Lord. You're proclaiming liberty to the captives, those people who have been bound for years and years and years in this shale with no confidence, no confidence in their abilities no confidence in their natural beauty no confidence that they can do anything other than hurt you are going to be so important to those people so I want to encourage you encourage you right now you have an awesome awesome purpose And I I tell you, you know, uh, people may not understand and that's okay. That's okay. You know, if you felt as you were growing up that you were different, that was purpose. Because you, you cannot be and you could not be like everybody else. You had to be different because your purpose is different. You're not going to be comfortable knowing that, that people are being hurt and not want to do anything about it. Mm-hmm. The Lord is not going to allow you to be comfortable and be like everybody else. So that's why you're here. That's why you're listening. Because you know in your heart that you have something to do for the Lord and it is major it is big mm-hmm so write down the names of the people who hurt you anybody it doesn't just have to deal with with uh, a sexual violation anyone who hurt you and tell why you remained silent how were you groomed what kept your mouth closed huh that's what what i want you to do okay because as long as you keep it on the inside then the enemy can continue to torture you with it but you're letting it out I remember in, in one of the past uh, uh podcasts, I told you to write it down, write a poem about it, write a play about it, write a song about it, you know what I'm saying? Do a dance about it, but it has to come out. And with children, they're being groomed to keep it in. One of the uh mistakes. Uh, that parents make sometimes is they 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 don't understand how children operate. Children watch everything parents do. They listen to everything that parents say, even if it doesn't seem as if they are. They are doing their're little recorders. They record everything. But one of the things that keeps children from sharing what's hurting them is when they come to you, (coughs) excuse me, and they're so excited about sharing what is happening to them or what happened to them in their day. And when they get to you, you tell them, go on with that. Or you tell them to shut up talking. You don't want to hear it right now. Well, the enemy basically allows them to receive that as rejection. Because if someone calls, say your, your parents or your siblings, you know, or a co-worker calls you, you make time for that. You take out time for that. But they should never come before your children because the order that God has for the family is God first, the husband, the wife, and the children. Nowhere in there do you see parents. Nowhere in there do you see your sisters and brothers. Nowhere in there, there do you see your co-workers. No, no. As a matter of fact, the Lord said, told, told uh, the, the couple, the married couple to, you know, the husband to leave and cleave. They're supposed to leave and cleave, you know, leave their parents and cleave to each other. But when we reject the child by pushing them away and they're so excited to bring that to us, their hurts, their concerns, and we reject them in that moment, that right there, also teaches them to keep everything else in. So when someone is hurting them, they're not going to bring it to you because then the trust is not there. And and of course you may disagree and that's fine. You may disagree. And again, that's fine. But when we push our children away, we are teaching them that we cannot be trusted and we don't value what they have to say. And a lot of children have been abused and kept it in just because of that. They, could, they felt they could not share that thing, that hurting thing with their parents because they don't have time to listen to me And they probably won't care and they probably won't believe. And this is why a lot of babies are hurting in silence. This is how perpetrators, male and female, get away with this destructive violation. But we have to be ready. We have to take time. Just take time and listen to your children, to your teenagers. It should not be a situation where you're finding out your teenage daughter is pregnant and you didn't even know that she was sexually active. That should not be. It should not be a situation where your teenage son has gotten someone pregnant and you didn't even know he was sexually active. It should not be. So, Find a way to get your babies to talk to you, to trust you with anything. Let them know that you're not going to be angry with them, but they can talk to you about anything. Now, you there may be some of you who are listening. You've never had that situation happen. You know, you've always had an open communication with your children. And I think that that's awesome. That is awesome. But there are many parents who are still trying to get them to open up to them, and they won't. They won't share anything with them. They'll share with the next-door neighbor before they share with the parents. They will share with their best friend before they share with their parents. And it all goes back to when you didn't have time to talk to them or you just refused to listen. And the enemy was able to send someone to hurt them. So write it down. Write it down. Write your your everything you're thinking, everything you're feeling about what is being said. And you can email me, you know, and just let me know your opinion, what you like, what you don't like. Because this is a growing process. As well for me. We're doing this together. The Lord is healing. He is constantly healing us. He is. And I. So you know. I hope. That. You're receiving everything. That he wants you to receive. Through this podcast. And so we're going to praise the Lord for everything. We're praising him for everything because in 2 Corinthians 1, 3, he said, praise be to the God and father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the father of compassion and the God of all comfort who comforts, he comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive from God. So God is comforting us so we can comfort others because of the comfort that he's given us, the comfort that we are receiving from him. You know, and for some, it's, it's more painful than it is for others. But we're going to give up our right to seek revenge because that's not what this is about. The Lord said, vengeance is his, he will repay. And we will trust him and believe that he is going to do what he said. But that has nothing to do with us. But we're going to speak boldly against this violation. Enough is enough. The Lord is allowing us to take back what the enemy stole. And because he's a thief, he has to restore. He has to restore. And we want it 100 fold. That's what we want. We want 100 fold Payback mm-hmm. in Jesus Christ of Nazareth name. So before I close, I want to just make sure that you understand we have angels watching over us because Psalm ninety-one eleven says, for he will give his angels charge concerning you to guard you in all your ways. And so if you have not received the Lord as your uh, savior, I want to take this time now to give you the opportunity to do just that. And if you're willing, you can pray this prayer after me. Because we want you to receive and he wants you to receive all of the benefits. Of having a savior who died on the cross for you. He rose again. He's going to prepare a place just for you and me. So here we go. Heavenly Father, I thank you and I ask you to forgive me for all of my sins. I believe Jesus died on the cross just for me. You gave your only begotten son just for me. And he is virgin born. I ask you to fill me with your Holy Ghost. Make me a new creation. And I say bye bye to the devil. And I praise God for the kingdom of light. If I died tonight, heaven would be my home. Because I have received Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Amen. So if you pray that prayer, welcome to the family, the family that loves you with the love of the Lord that you are you have a, a heavenly father who adores you who will fight for you a savior that grants you life and life more abundantly a comforter who is there to talk with you love on you every day 24 7 and if you mess up All you have to do is ask the Lord to forgive you. Acknowledge what you've done and ask him to forgive you and believe that you have been forgiven and let it go. I want to thank you for joining me. Um, If you would like a copy of my book, God's Love Broke the Chains of Shame. It is available on Amazon and Barnes and Nobles. Also, the companion manual is free. You can email me at watson.shawanda at yahoo.com. That's W-A-T-S-O-N period C-H-Y-W-A-N-D-A at yahoo.com. If you would like me to uh, be a speaker uh, for an event or just a life coach for a group of children, teenagers, adults, uh, please send me an email. If you have questions, please email me. If you have comments, if, uh, you know, just whatever you're feeling, whatever you're thinking, just send me an email. And we will just continue to allow the Lord to just heal us. You can also support this podcast by, uh, clicking the support button and, um, just helping with the, uh, the ministry that is going forth in Jesus' name. Again, be blessed. Thank you. And I look forward to sharing another podcast with you on next Friday. Take care. Bye-bye.